I'm a mess. I do my makeup in my car. Pulling up 6:30 when I told you six o'clock. I admit I'm always about to fall apart, but you would never notice 'cause I make you think I'm not. You say you know me, but you don't, but you don't, but you don't make it look easy. What a joke, what a joke. Looks can be deceiving, could let you see the real me. But I let you think I'm perfect, and they're back. Shady's back. I don't know why I was trying to sing something. You started off singing something, and I was in my head the song, and I can't think of it. Were you gonna like play off a word? No, Allah. Say I don't remember. What was the damn show? Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. No, when you first started singing, I was like thinking it was a different song, but I was like waiting for the (laughs) for the for the beat to drop for what I thought it was, and it wasn't. So that's why I just had a stroke. Sorry to disappoint. That's okay. Eminem never flops. He doesn't. Just saying. Just saying. Um, hey guys, how are you? We hope Hopefully you're good. Because yeah, we're actually we're doing really good today. We're early in the day. We just did all of our housekeeping items, yep. y'all. The ugly Christmas sweater party. You might be tired of us hearing about it. I'm I'm excited. It is going to be so fun. I showed Spencer our swag bags. Like, are they not the freaking cutest? Very cute. They're so cute. And we were talking about like the decor, the vibe. Y'all know we know how to throw a party. If you went to Dallas or you saw our stories. We know how to throw a party. So. If we do say so ourselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm humbly saying that, but I feel like that's okay if we know we're good at throwing a party. One of my favorite um, troll comments about the Dallas show, just like random, oh. was somebody was like, um, they're like, oh, so they scammed people into coming to Texas to listen to them sing Karaoke. Wilson Phillips badly. <laughs> I said, first of all, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Secondly, I, that was the f- we didn't have to scam nobody, nobody. And honestly, that was the top moment of the show for me. I'm not even kidding. Other think- than the opener when I got to say what's up, Dallas, uh, four <laughs> times because once wasn't enough. But and our opening was Jack. Truly right. And so that singing at the end, because like that was every dream I've ever wanted singing on the lights on the stage cordless microphone where I can like really dance and vibe you know it wasn't into it vibe jive yeah really get into it like that was it I mean that was worth it for me people are hounding us to um figure out our 2023 shows we so I've been hounding you I, I followed Spencer's ass out last week and I was like at her car talking to her. Now, <laughs> so cold. I'm just saying, not just you, <laughs> other people too. Yes, I know. No, it's going to be good. And we have a little bit of a different layout for that. I'm excited yeah. for it now that the monkey's off our back. But this this party that we're going to do, y'all, you got to come. You, you have to. If you're here, come. We get it. Uh, gas prices are a little high, so we understand that you can't fly in for this one next year. You can um but i'm excited we are less than a week away i know wow this you know what sucks like i love this season this is the Mm -hmm. the best season the best two months of the year are november and december for me okay and they fly by because i'm so busy that i don't actually get to enjoy them and that 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 does suck Spencer. actually that really does suck because yeah i mean i think it's easy it's actually a perfect talking point for like black friday sales and just the shopping in general that's taking place right now and i'm 
absolutely guilty of it. I did a lot of Christmas shopping though Mm -hmm. for myself and other people. (laughs) That's the problem with the sales is I don't buy for anybody else. Yeah. I buy for me. No. Well, do you ever buy gifts on black Friday? And then like Mike's always like, I need a, I need ideas and I need some new Uggs. Cause if you've seen my stories that I've accidentally put my Ugg in, I have a peep toe. My, no, you don't. It's a hole. This is second pair. I'm like, (laughs) what is wrong with that one toe? It's like so selfish for attention. It's like, get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> get back in that Ugg and brave yourself. Um, but I got two pair of Uggs and they were on sale. So I was like, well, Mike can just give me the money for that, which feels weird, but whatever. I need some new Uggs and if that's what you want. But yeah. I did buy stuff like that. But I bought a lot of stuff for like people in my life because the sales were okay. Spencer, you said when, we, when you got here, they weren't that great. No, I mean, like I'm sorry. A Black Friday sale is not 20% off. It's mm-mm. not 30% off. Agreed. I want that shit to be like 90% off. I want it to be free. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I want to pay taxes. I- I'll pay taxes and shipping and handling from you to hand it to me. <laughs> right. But outside of that, yeah. Right. But no, remember, like, nobody's 40% camping I feel like out standard. for 20%. Uh, no, especially, saying. well, the climate of where we're shopping has changed. Influencers have codes all the time, pretty much, yeah. you know? And then if they don't have a code, then there's a site code or both at the same time right. or sign up for emails and texts for an extra 10% or for 15, whatever it is. So yeah, you're right. Like no one's going out of their way, getting up at 4am to save $4 on something. Right. It used to be like 40 to 60% off, like on average for stuff. And that I'm like, yes, sign me up. I'm, I'm doing it. Right. But well, and the other thing is, it's not just one day anymore, no. which honestly... It's a damn month. Yeah. It's Black Friday. It started like fucking Halloween. but It really did. <laughs> it's like Black Month. But so it takes some of that like sense of urgency out, right? Like, right. So, and also it increases the accessibility of the sale. So companies can't literally just give all their shit away, much to my dismay. Right. Well, for a whole week, like they can on one day. Exactly. Well, I would rather wait for the one day and it be a steeper sale and then that's it. You miss it. You either get it or you don't. Not drag it out. But you know See, what? See, and I'm kind of opposite, actually. Really? I mean, even though I'm complaining about the sales not being great, uh-huh. for me, one, you couldn't pay me to go to the stores on Black Friday. I don't know. I mean, online, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the store. I'm saying just like the one day of like a big sale, like even online. Yeah, but even then, like, then I have to take the day off. Oh, wow. To like shop. True. You know? Yeah. And I, you know I would just rather pay more to shop at my leisure. Um, okay. And also, okay, you don't have this problem. I can tell you right now you don't have this problem. I'm an overthinker about purchases. No, nope, I, I will. Yeah, I will him and haw and debate with myself for days over a purchase. I'll wait until the very last minute. I was placing orders at 2 a.m. last night, race against the clock before the sales went away. Really? I've been, I've had stuff in my cart for four days and couldn't make up my mind. Do I really need this? Do I, do I actually need this or do I just want this? Is, is it going to be something that I have forever? Does it have any longevity? Like I literally exhaust my brain Mm going back and forth over whether I should buy a fucking $75 sweater. Right. I, yeah, what? I get that. No, I mean, <laughs> like, I, I thought you were literally I, asking me why. I was like, no, no. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, no, I, that's I totally how my understand. brain is. That's how I am. That's why Robbie won't come shopping with me in the stores. <laughs> oh, you do it in the store. Oh, I can't. Yes. I will literally fill my cart and then walk around for an hour debating over whether or not I need the items in my cart. You know what I do? I will, 
immediately walk into Target, have no chill, and just start throwing shit in my buggy. And then by the time I get to the checkout, I'm like, God, I got that. Ew, I don't even want that. That was like so hour and a half ago. I don't even want this anymore. <laughs> I do that back. too. That's why I him and haul for an hour. I yeah. just stare at my cart and okay, I walk I do, around. Yeah, I do that. Um, but you know what I thought was interesting? So I was shopping on a website and it has messaged me. I have stuff in my cart, right? So it knows what you have in your cart. It has messaged me three times with additional discounts on top of like what it said on their site. So the first one was like, it's a secret sale, um, 30% off site wide just for you. And then that was at 8.31 a.m. And then today at 9.37, holiday season is here and we're setting 100% of the carbon emissions from your orders. Cool, right? Sent another additional code for that. And then we know you wanted it. So here we saved your cart for you. Dot, dot, dot. Like, Stop harassing Literally. me. And honestly, I was just thinking about the shirt. Like, just relax. Also, if you back me into a corner, I'm not going to buy it. I'm just saying. Right. You guys should know by now, and so should all the people that email me and sh- I shop with. They should just know. Right. Back baby into a corner, she's going to revolt. You are like that. You're like, <laughs> if everyone's doing this, I'm going the opposite way. Literally. I'm not mad about that, though. That's that's what makes you you. I, it sure is, for better or for worse. So... I mean, speaking of shopping, I found this ring on Uncommon Goods. So if anyone's looking for a gift to get me, I shared it on our stories. <laughs> did you see that cute heart ring that I shared? I didn't. When I did our Uncommon Goods um, little story yesterday. No, I've been trying to keep up with our stories. We had 19,000. I do apologize. So many. We had a lot. But they have like the cutest stuff. So I was on their site yesterday because I was trying to just share. People have asked us, obviously, for doing gift guides or like just random stuff. Mm-hmm about what to get people. They have cute like golf ball whiskey glasses. So I like posted like a little collage sort of of that kind of thing on our stories, but they have jewelry. So I was just like, I love rings or earrings or whatever. And they have this really cute, like hammered heart ring. It's so adorable. And y'all we have 15% off. And they have kids stuff too. I haven't really looked at all of their kids stuff. I think when I used to really shop in common goods, it was before I was a mom. And that's Mm -hmm. where I would buy like white elephant stuff. Like a lot of people have asked us about white elephant. Yes. And so I was on their site and I was like, oh my God, like some of their kids stuff is super cute too. Like I love just all of that. Well, then I guess it comes as no surprise to everybody here that this episode is sponsored by Uncommon Goods. No, is it? It is. Well, y'all can go to uncommongoods.com slash swiping up to get 15% off. That's uncommongoods.com slash swiping up for 15% off. Don't don't miss out on this limited time offer, Uncommon Goods. We're out of the ordinary. They really do have like great gifts. Hostess gifts, out of control. Yes. Um, Okay, so half-ass headlines. Let's just get right into it. The first thing that I want to talk about is some Photoshop flops that are happening. Okay, mm, can't wait. Okay, so the first one is Kendall Jenner is mm-hmm. getting a bunch of heat because she is basically caught photoshopping her waist. Right, right. You are a fucking supermodel. You're right. a supermodel. Yeah. What are you doing photoshopping your already perfect, beautiful body? Even outside of like being a supermodel and being super thin and tall and having that look, there's two things that I have an issue with. One, that you feel the need that you have to do it. Like it's truly a mental thing for, I think women. For sure. And it does speak to the fact that everybody has body 
anxiety and insecurities. Yes. And it's like, if you feel the need to have to do that, that's so sad. Like she's already what probably 95% of women want to be or think we Mm -hmm. want to be. You know what I mean? You look at her, you're like, you're tall, you're a supermodel, you're thin, like has quote the perfect body of like what people right you know what the I'm beauty, saying the beauty norm standard whatever. right but then yet you you still have her obviously unhappy with her body that she's cinching her waist in a little bit and it's like what are you doing and like also it makes me sad and I've said this before about that family these little girls that they're raising not her obviously but like her nieces and stuff it's like they're seeing that. And they also like see their moms like morphing into just different people. That's really hard. They're not even gonna look at their parents. They're gonna be like, mom, did you have me? Your nose isn't mine. Mommy, whose nose do I have? Oh, honey, we'll we'll get you mine when you're 16. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's just so sad. You know, know. I mean, really it is. And that was kind of like the second thing that I was going to say is just like these kids were, they're growing up to where, Social media is so freaking damaging to this the image of what is normal. I my think, gosh. But here's the here's the thing. Yes, it is. I definitely agree with that. But I also feel like there's this whole other section of the younger like the Gen Zers that are coming up on social media and they're the opposite. They're more themselves than I've seen anybody. Good. Yeah. Like, and you don't see it as much on, on Instagram. I mean, that is just the reality of because it. Because Instagram was perfectly curated feeds for so long that that's the mentality behind it. But right? even the girls, uh, yes, absolutely. But even the, the, the girls that are on TikTok that are showing up on TikTok, no makeup, yeah. messy hair, scrub clothes, just themselves, normal, comfortable, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even they're using Instagram as their perfectly curated yeah. space. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is why people are gravitating so much more and continue to be to TikTok because yeah. we're ready for that that comfortability. Com- oh my God. Yeah. It's such a job that are just like, yeah, literally us, jumping on real people. Right. Right. <laughs> but also remember, I guess it's probably been maybe a year, a year and a half ago that I was like, I'm not using filters anymore. It's just not good. Like it's just, it is so bad for you to look at yourself perfect in the filter. And, and so I stopped and I'm not even kidding with you. It really made a big difference in how I viewed myself because it wasn't like, like if you had a filter on and then you like open your camera and it was the front facing and it was like actually what you look like, you're like, oh, because you were so used to looking at yourself in a filter. And it took me a long time to come out of like that and being comfortable with it because it is hard to look at yourself sometimes. Like, Listen, especially I'm in the still summer, just as guilty of yeah, using filters. I mean, and I get it. Like, I totally was the same way. But when I stopped doing it, and now that I look at myself in the camera, I'm like, oh, that's just what you look like because that's also what I look like in the mirror and to you. That it's like it's so much better for your mental health to do that. I think too because no one's perfect. But that's why we always get the messages about Krista Horton and like how she just jumps on. She doesn't care. She literally will just jump on and she's not like perfectly made up. And well, even like, and people, you always talk about MB, but this is a perfect example to bring her up because Mm -hmm. she used to exclusively use one filter that made her eyes really large and blurred out her skin. And like, that was, she didn't even look like herself. She kind of looked like a cartoon version of herself, which she's literally one of the most beautiful people ever. And now she, 
she kind of did away with that because mm-hmm. people not called her out, but for lack of a better term, called her out mm-hmm. on always using, I think it was a Snapchat filter. Okay. And she was like, I'm just, listen, like I, I never wanted to come on here without a filter. And now she does all the time. She never filters. And I honestly think that it's only benefited Yes, her it trains her your brain. And, yeah. That's exactly, that's, I can literally speak to that. That's exactly how I was saying. Like, it trains your brain. If you're looking at yourself in a filter all the time, when you look at yourself of what you really look like, you're not going to be happy with that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? That's the reality. That is your reality of what you look like. Yeah. So that's why I think filters are just tough. But it's it's hard too when you're when we're looking up to these women that are like supermodels and like I literally look up to them because they're so much taller than I am that I'm like bitch like why do you need a cinch in your waist what are you doing you are perfect the way you are in your own right and it's just so sad for the I guess if it's changing for the newer generations that is great but it just sucks for the newer Seemingly. generation I mean it just right. I can't imagine ten years ago seeing you know, the, the people that would have been considered like influencers, even though 10 years ago, it really wasn't a thing, but like coming on and not, you know, even so many of the bigger accounts on Instagram that people follow, they're not getting on, you know, without makeup and Mm -hmm. lash extensions and everything else. They still get on like even, I'm not going to say any names, but you know who I'm talking about. They got almost a million followers. Some of these Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like those yeah, girls, like, right. even when they get on, no makeup, just woke up. Really? Well, your hair looks fucking perfect, and you still have caterpillars on your eyelids. Right. So, newsflash, we didn't wake up like that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I wish. Okay. No, it's a lot. But, yes, get. I can't wait for the next one. Okay, so you've seen the picture. I've seen it. So, Jesse James Decker has come under fire for she's being accused of photoshopping abs on her kids. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, when I first saw this picture mm-hmm. on, it was on my feed. Yeah. And I was scrolling and I stopped dead in my tracks and yeah. looked at this and was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. Do I think that her children are probably pretty fit? Yeah. She's very fit. She's married to a professional athlete. Like, they live an active lifestyle. I bet her kids are are muscular. Yeah. Do I think that she definitely filtered the photo and used, like, a sharpening tool, whether it was inadvertent or not, that mm-hmm. she was making their abs stick out as if they were fucking bodybuilders? Yeah. Yeah. I think she did that, too. Yeah. So... Interestingly, interestingly enough, I saw it too. And I was like, oh my God, that's wild. So then I went to her videos and her son really is. This is a screenshot from a video. Oh no, they for sure have. So I think it's less about like people are coming at them being like, they're, people are asking what the kids diet regimens are. I can't with that shit. Yeah. He eats goldfish probably like whatever. And they're active kids. And I am going to defend her a little bit on this because I screenshotted a picture. I think it's Forrest is the little one. Is that right? The youngest one, the little boy. Not sure. It's the littlest one. I think it's Forrest. And I screenshotted her video and he has abs just like the photo. I definitely think she filtered it or put a preset or oh, something yeah. and sharpened the tool. I think she photoshopped abs on her kids. Right, right, I think right. her kids do have abs. They have abs. But I also think that whatever she filter... She accentuated it. Correct. Yes, whatever I filter agree. she used, it accentuated it. And 
in this day and age where you it's such a calculated choice to post your children on the internet yeah and that's going to lead into uh, our next topic Mm -hmm. but it's such a calculated choice to put your children on the internet in the first place Mm -hmm. when there are so many fucking creeps out there and pedos oh totally and you're going to put something up and maybe she looked at it and thought it was totally normal yeah but the reality is it was a jarring photo. Like, to- for and me, I don't, like, yeah. I stu- it literally stopped me in my tracks. Same. And people are reacting to it for a reason. Yeah. that That's one level of it. Right. The other level yes. is what you started to say. That's where my problem is. Like, I totally agree. It, it absolutely, I was like, damn, her kids. Like, they're ripped up. And obviously, in other photos, they're not like that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like, sometimes when Fisher sits a certain way, like, I think I've told you this. Someone messaged me and was like, oh, he looks a little bloated. Does he poop every day because he had, like, a belly? I swear to God, all my life. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, he poops every day. Like, also, and then there's other... Kids have bellies. Some, and especially after they Well, especially after they eat. Right. Because when we're, as Fisher's- an adult, you kind of can, you hold yeah. your core in, you know. Same thing with kids. Like there's certain photos that she might've been like flex or not even her. Let's take her out of it for a second. But like kids will stand a certain way and they're like, you know, they do look a little bit more like ripped. And then other photos, their little bellies are relaxed or whatever. Like and whatever. The kids do look like they're flexing in this photo. For sure. But my biggest problem, and I do think it's terrible. Like you, exactly what you're saying, you know, in a world, uh, you gotta be really careful about who sees your photos, Just especially really with that many people, because yes, yeah, like there are some gross people out there. And that is the sad reality that anyone can get their hands on your kids photos, which is terrifying. I swear to God. And I've talked to y'all about this before. It makes me not want to put Fisher on the internet sometimes. Cause it is scary to think like, who is seeing this? But on the flip side, it's like, yeah, whatever. But the, the biggest problem I have with this is people being like, Oh, what are their, what are their diet plans? What are, and I don't know how she responds to that because that will be very telling, but like, ew, like they're kids. Like, Literally are we that self obsessed, right? Are we that obsessed? Like, my problem is people wanting to aspire their children to be like this. That is the issue. If they're naturally active and they're ripped and they're whatever. Now that doesn't mean coaching behind the scenes. Be like, honey, flex your muscles, stand like this. I don't believe in that shit. That's terrible. That is right. not good to do. But for people to like aspire for that, I have a big issue there. Cause it's like, what are you teaching your kids? Like, what are you going to do? Go to them and be like, hi, honey, Forrest Decker only eats, um, four four heads of broccoli, two asparaguses. Right. Or asparagus. Asparagus. <laughs> Whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, why are we wanting, like, why would you look at that as a parent and think, like, that did not cross my mind when I saw the photo. I was like, damn, those abs. Like, that's wild. I never was like, oh, let me put Fisher on that diet. But people are fucking sick. Crazy. Crazy. And that's where I had, like, the biggest issue was when I was reading. I was like, people really are wanting to put their, like, Again, that's just mind-blowing. Get your kids outside, get (laughs) them playing, feed them healthy foods, and let them live their little childhood lives. Right. Like, don't... Oh, my God, I can't. But it is is a wild world that we live in. Mm. Yeah. No. That's really twisted. It is. That's wild to me. So, speaking of twisted, the Balenciaga shit. So, okay, this popped up. This is why I need to get you on TikTok. You do need to get me. Because this news broke on TikTok. People were going ham oh, about I saw this it right away. before it was mainstream. Oh, they okay. were making videos about it. Okay. The TikTok detectives were on it. I follow one account. I'm not going to say it on here. I'll tell you after. Uh-huh. I follow oh, yeah. uh, an account and they're always um, 
on in in they're in the know they are <laughs> imagine that but yeah anyways um okay so if you are living under a rock then you probably haven't heard about the balenciaga controversy so yeah. they put out the images for their 2023 line on their website and it was full of little like child pedophilia egg what's easter eggs that's what they call like Like, really sick so it started off people were outraged about the initial image which was of a child standing i think it was on a bed holding a teddy bear that was decked out in like bondage right leather outfit whatever Mm um and People alone with that, it was just kind of like, no, that's weird. Right. What are inappropriate. you doing? Right. And then we start finding out all these other things. So then there's another image where there's a court document um, on, on the, the table. table and it has to do with, um, I forget what it, what it's actually called. This is why these are called half-ass headlines. But um, <laughs> it's basically about this. It's an actual court filing, and it's something along the lines of, like, protecting the rights of pedophiles. Sh- pedophiles, yeah. 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 Um, that's fucking sick, especially in a campaign with images of children. Right. Which were supposedly children of Balenciaga employees that approved all of the um, images. And mm-hmm. so they're coming out and defending the photo shoot saying, oh, the kids had a great time on set. Nothing nefarious happened, whatever. Um, and then there was uh, every image. It was like they kept coming because people kept digging for it. Once we found one, we found another. So then, yep. then there's another image um, and there's a stack of books on a desk. Mm-hmm. And one of the titles of the books is this artist and it's a super controversial book because his art, did you see this? Mm-mm. So his art is paintings of all these naked children covered in blood and they're playing with like adult human limbs and holding up like severed heads. And it's, That's just it's gross. very twisted. No, it's just the gross. genitalia are part of the imagery. Like it is, it's, it's a lot. There's. It's yeah. too much. And in a it's world so where gross. And the poly- tolerance of people. Well, that's just it. We what, know what the is entertainment happening. industry is sick. Is sick. We know that pedophilia is a thing. Right. Um, we know that celebrities cover it up. It's like mm-hmm. a dark, dirty secret. Politicians cover it up. Like this mm-hmm. isn't just this isn't like some cockamamie Hollywood theory. Is so, but the thing is, is like when we were younger, Hollywood was this glorified glam life. Like everybody wanted to be in Hollywood and everybody wanted to do this. And it's like, as the years have gone on and like screenshots or people are getting brave enough to speak out and people are writing memoirs, people are talking about it. You're hearing about all of this stuff that happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it's like, now for someone to come around and like make this such a mainstream, like super cash, like ad, uh, what? And for parents to sign off on it and be like, yeah, that's a great, oh, love that. Love the creative mind behind this. Um, huh? And here's the thing, like it's very clear that these sets were meticulously designed and put together. I can only imagine how many eyeballs had to get on all of this to get approval. Yeah, to get on board every with it. step of the way. Lawyers, I mean everybody. Like this doesn't just. This is a billion dollar fashion house. Like right. it doesn't just 
you don't just throw together a photo shoot and not think anything of it. Like they hired huge set design companies. Like right. everybody had their eyeballs on this and yeah. everybody was complicit and said that it was okay. And that is sick. And then people are waiting on, you know, Kim Kardashian is most infamously yep. the tied to it. Yeah. Spokesperson of Balenciaga. And in my opinion, her Outfits acknowledgement, stupid ass. <laughs> well, that too, but her acknowledgement of everything was so half-assed. Well, and she said she reiterated basically what they said, right? Like, didn't she just basically say exactly what Balenciaga had said? She didn't really put her well, own so words Balenciaga to it. Balenciaga has taken no accountability. They, Blamed it on the set design company, mm-hmm. who they're now suing for which $25 is, million. Dollars. Which is bullshit, because bullshit. you're not going to tell me that you didn't say, you, you did not go into it and say, oh yeah, we're just blindly going to trust you. No, you that's didn't. What that's what no. I'm saying. Like the set design company is reflective of your brand, of your yeah. brand and your design, your your creative input. Right. They're putting it together, but ultimately you're the design house. You're yeah. the fashion house. Your name is on it. And again, all the eyeballs on it. And from that the means top you down. take the fall. You are the person held responsible because that is your brand. That is your ad that you are letting represent you. That's your dumbass stupidity. Yep. So now they're suing the, the um, design company for $25 million. So that's a whole nother thing. But right. they still aren't. They're apologizing. They're saying they're going to, you know, change the way that they look at future campaigns or whatever. Yeah. But they're not, late. they're not taking accountability. So people were, of course, waiting for. Uh, Kimberly to make her statement. Did you see that like, they deleted their stuff? The, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, they absolutely should. So her her um, post said, I've been quiet for the past few days, not because I haven't been shocked or outraged by the recent Balenciaga campaigns, but because I wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened. As a mother of four, I have been shaken by these disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard and anything against it should have no place in our society, period. I appreciate Balenciaga's removal of the campaigns and apology. They really didn't apologize, but okay. No. Uh, In speaking with them, I believe they understand the seriousness of the issue. And of course, because they're taking a huge financial hit. That's all they they care about. Yeah. And we'll take the necessary measures for this to never happen again. And then on the next story slide, she says, as for my future with Balenciaga, I am currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand, basing it off of their willingness to accept accountability for something that should have never happened to begin with and the actions I am expecting to see them take to protect children. Well, let me tell you right now, if she continues to work with Balenciaga, she's a fucking fake. Yep. And she and, doesn't care about her kids. And listen, care and about- you guys know I'm not a, I'm not a Kardashian hater, but yeah. this is like, sorry, you're making this statement. They have they're very clear about not taking any accountability for this themselves. Right. And so, yeah, no, if you and, continue to work with them. That says everything about you and your willingness to be complicit in the most disgusting, vile Parts yeah, you're of literally turning to maintain the cheek. your fame. Exactly. You're turning the cheek. You have kids and it says everything about your character and what you stand for. And I hope if she does continue to work with them and I don't want to say I'm a Kardashian hater. I don't love that family. I have said before, I think they mm-hmm. are sellouts. I don't think they really care. And this is going to prove me being right. Or maybe I'm not. I'll eat my words. But I'm telling you, yeah. when it comes down to it, that family is about money and it's going to show. This is going to be like the test of time. They got the money right here on the uh-huh. table. And now everybody's like, like, oh my God, Kanye was right all along. But, and listen, I'm not defending Kanye because the anti-Semitic stuff is a whole 
other Another conversation issue, right. that can't be justified in any way, shape, or form. Right. However, has he not for the last, what, like two years been publicly outraged and crying about how he felt yep. like his children were being exploited yes. and used in inappropriate ways? And now this and Balenciaga and he and Balenciaga no longer have a relationship. And I'm sorry, are we not seeing a, and any kind of like are we not seeing a pattern with Chris? Look at Chris though. Let's let's go back. Let's start with Chris because Chris did the same thing to her kids. Yeah. She did the same thing to Kim. She exploited that sex tape. You're not going to convince me, not you, but them, the people, oh, whoever. And, oh, I'm convinced. She, she totally did that on purpose. 100%. We've talked about it. And then she did it with her other kids. I mean, she did it with the younger girls, Kendall and Kylie. Like, she, hello, this is just a pattern repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Kim does with something so public like this. Hopefully she will step back for a second and think about it and think about what she's representing and what her kids are going to potentially represent whatever. Especially because North is old now. I'm sorry. North is almost a teenager. Right. Which is kind of crazy to think about. So crazy. I know. But she is almost a teenager. You tell me she doesn't understand. She understands everything. She totally understands. Kids are not dumb. My niece who was with us this weekend, who is nine. Oh my God. That damn elf. She, I was like, it's so much easier when she's not here. <laughs> She's like writing notes <laughs> back to the damn elf. It's like, we're going to Target with, with, um, Fisher's mommy and stuff. Can you please check yes or no? If you want to come back? Like, oh my God, I can't. I was Goodbye. like, I was like, it's so much easier with my four year old. That's really <laughs> Kids cute. Kids are freaking smart. No, it was cute. I saved them. I'm going to show them one day at their weddings, but, um, <laughs> at their wedding. Yes. I'm going to be like, Hey, look, um, at the end of the show, remind me to circle back to the elf thing. Okay. I got something to say. I'll do my best to remember. Okay. Yeah. Same. Okay. I don't have anything else to say about the Balenciaga drama. I'm like, I'm very disturbed by it. And you know, I have a damn Balenciaga wallet. I'm switching (sighs) it out to my Gucci. You do. I sound so rich. I'm not (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I am not. (laughs) Yeah. No. That's so aggravating. Mm -hmm. Damn. It was cute too. So now people on TikTok are like cutting up all their Balenciaga shoes and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Mm." You already spent the money. You already spent the money. Just, just don't support them any further. Don't right. buy anything else. No. Yeah. That's going to send a message. Cutting up your old shit that they already cashed the check right, for. They don't care. Not, they don't care. Yeah. Not going to not gonna be an issue, but don't wear it in public. No, just take a financial <laughs> hit. Um, just by wear not it around spending. your house and feel good that you could afford some Balenciaga <laughs> shit, you know? Uh, 100%. Do whatever you got to do. Listen to the high heels click on the floor. Just don't wear them out in public. You're right. Yeah. Whew. Don't wear them in public. But now that we got that off our chest. Literally. Okay. So, um, Real Housewives <laughs> of New York. What? It was like a pause. I was like, I don't know if I was up. Am I, I, I am the dumb one. So mm-hmm. stop being so mean and taking my, my, my limelight. Why? But I don't know how to be nice. <laughs> I only know how to be mean and we're not friends. So why wouldn't I be we mean to you? Are, you know what? Get out of my house. Just stop <laughs> being here. <laughs> so, Real Housewives of New York. We talked about their new cast lineup. Yes. I One of the people that I was most excited to watch was Lizzie Savetsky. Okay. I think that's how I say her last name. I probably... No, Savetsky. Yeah. So she's the one... So she was actually slated to be on season six of Real Housewives of Dallas. Okay. And then they canceled Dallas. And then she and her husband, she's married to a plastic surgeon. They're originally from New York, but they had moved to Dallas and were living there when she got cast for the show. Well, they moved back to New York, mm-hmm. and that's when she got cast. They decided to put her on the 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 new new and improved Real Housewives of New York. Okay, so she already quit. 
the show um, mid-season. They're not Why? even done filming. Can she do that contractually? I don't think she cares. I think she's willing to take the suit. Okay. But so long. the long and short of it, she quit. And ever since she was announced, she is a very proud Jewish woman. She is a Zionist. I'm not, I know a little bit about what that means, but not enough where I could feel like I could actually educate. Like speak to it. Yeah. People on what that is, but it is for some reason controversial. Okay. Um, and maybe there's nuances that I don't understand because mm-hmm. I don't understand why it would be controversial. But again, I don't know enough to speak on it. Mm-hmm. But so people are already kind of felt some type of way about that. Um, and so she got a lot of anti-Semitic hate once she was announced. Not anything that she's not already accustomed to. She's a public figure. She's an Instagram influencer. Like yeah. she's used to being in the public eye. And so she gets that hate already. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was a very big uptick um, oh, when she, she was couldn't. announced, yeah. which again, not to be political, but a lot of Bravo universe is very liberal, very left leaning. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's related to like, I don't that. know. If, yeah. I just don't know. But okay. anyways, whatever. And nevertheless, she persisted. She just, you know, decided she would do the show. Yeah. So that was not a thing. Then she announced that she quit and she made a statement saying that she was quitting because of all the anti-Semitic hate that she was receiving. She had ultimately decided it wasn't the right choice for her family. Okay. Um, And she's family first. So she's like, you know what? I'm not willing to put my family through this. I'm done. Wow. Okay. And everyone's like, no. She's quitting mid-season. There's got to be something more to it. Yeah. There was a rumor going around that another cast member, because she has... <clears throat> There's a rumor going, going around. Don't be missing opportunities. Sorry. About me, me and you. you. Okay, go ahead. So there was a rumor... Going around? <laughs> that another castmate wanted her to set her up because she has a matchmaking business. Mm. And when... And this girl... There's only three single women on the cast... So there can only be so many of them, and we now know who it was. Okay. Um, but she she wanted to be set up, and Lizzie said um, no, that she only sets up Jewish people um, with other Jewish people. And she does that because Judaism is, I mean, yes, it's a religious thing, but yeah. it's also, it's a person. Cultural, yeah. So we lost a lot of Jewish people after the Holocaust and Jewish numbers are like just getting back to kind of where they were pre Holocaust, which is something that I learned recently, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. So, and, and that's a very normal thing, right? Just like some Christians only want to marry other Christians. Like it, it is normal to want to, it's a cultural thing too. And and what they believe and that type of thing too. For sure. So this also easier. Let's be honest. Yeah. So this girl, Basically equated her to a Nazi. Mm. Uh, yeah. So she, another girl on the show, the girl who wanted to be set up. Oh, oh, oh. Um, okay. So here, let me just read the article. Okay. Cause it might be a little more clear. Okay. So, uh, this is from page six. It says last Wednesday, we reported that Lizzie Savetsky had left the show before she'd even wrapped her first season saying that she'd suffered a wave of anti-Semitism from the time it was announced. She 
that I was joining, she said, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continued, I realized that this path was no longer right for me and my family. And while we'd heard there was more to the story, production insiders downplayed other drama behind the online bullying or beyond the online bullying. Now it turns out, in fact, things went off the rails big time a few weeks ago while Savetsky was filming a scene with co-star Bryn Whitfield, and it got worse from there. We're told Whitfield asked Orthodox Jew Savetsky, who has a reputation as a matchmaker, if she'd set her up with a Jewish man. But Savetsky said that while she has no problem with Jews dating Gentiles, she prefers only to set up Jews with other Jews. She added that Orthodox Jews favor marriages between Jews to preserve the ethnic lineage. We're told that she explained that Judaism is not just a belief system, but also a people. Sources say that Whitfield felt affronted and said something to the effect that Savetsky's terminology sounded like that used by horrific people, meaning Nazis, who did evil things to your people, uh, which shocked Savetsky. According to multiple insiders, the tension caused by the scene led to an off-camera phone call between Savetsky and Whitfield, during which they discussed the power of racial slurs. So the original rumor that I heard was that, the, that she called her a Nazi and that was the end of it. Well, there was apparently more following this phone call. So Jeez. we're told that Whitfield, who is half black, used the N-word doing the call, but rather than using the term N-word, she said the word it represents in full. We're told that Savetsky got the impression that Whitfield planned to tell other cast members that Savetsky had also used the N-word during the call. Sources say that Savetsky's husband, Dr. Ira Savetsky, was outraged and reported the alleged incident to the show's producers. But we're told that when he recounted the call, Ira also said the actual word rather than saying the N-word. We hear he later apologized, but the damage was done, and we're told that's when conversations began about the pair exiting the show. Insiders were keen to point out that Savetsky really did also experience an overwhelming volume of anti-Semitism online, and that the N-word incident alone was not the sole reason for her leaving the show. The episode is something of an irony. Before the last season of Roni, uh, well, then it goes into talking about how the original cast kind of got put off, but okay, yeah. So and the whole point of this version of Real Housewives of New York is that Mm. it's very ethnically diverse. There's I don't think there's anybody that is outside of probably Lizzie who would be considered white. Uh I'm not sure about um, one of the other girls. But yeah. So yeah really messy and i don't know how they're gonna play it off on the show yeah are we just going to write lizzie out of the show altogether and like where did it leave off was never there right like i wonder like how did it leave off with her last like filming yeah so it'll be (laughs) like did she leave slamming the door and then they're like oh and that's on that yeah i don't know it'll be really interesting to see how they leave it to the housewife shit to be messy all the time time and that's why we love it and that's why they Speaking that's why they're of, doing what they're doing what? real housewives potomac i'm just saying right now if you're a housewives girly and you aren't watching potomac you are missing out i have said since season one uh-huh. it was the most underrated franchise and i stand by that it is this for the most part it is the exact same cast as season one which you never see that because there's usually so much turnover right but these girls bring it they have real relationships what season are they on now i think six okay i think we're in we're in six or seven but 
when I tell I you to watch the first season and I just couldn't first get season's in. terrible. Okay. I will say first season, I knew it was going to be, it was going to be good. It had the promise of being good, but it was only six episodes. <sighs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well that's so weird. Like I wonder why it was only six episodes. Okay. Don't even watch season one. It's pointless. Skip it. It if doesn't you, matter. It does not matter. If you're going to start watching, start with season two. Right. Skip those first six episodes. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll give Housewives of Potomac a shot. Because that's what I used to think it was. There's no Housewives <laughs> franchise that does more dropping of the fourth wall than Potomac. Okay. All we right. have We have a husband who is um, accused of sexually assaulting a producer at one point. So we have that kind of drama. Yeah. There's um, uh, accusations of one of the other house husbands hitting and trying to get with other wives. He's Oh, it is messy. These people are wow. I like it. Listen, let me live vicariously in someone else's mess. Right. We don't necessarily want to be wallowing in messes ourselves. I want to keep, but... keep my house clean while watching your mess. That's right. That's, that's it. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm not really a Jeopardy kind of girl cause I'm too dumb for that. But, uh, <laughs> but Gabby Petito's family is now suing Jeopardy because there was a question that said in 2021 fugitive Brian Laundrie ended his days in Florida's Maya Kakachi, Maya Kakachi Creek. La Cucaracha? Yep. La uh, Chattahoochee Creek area, home to these long lost or here. Oh my God. See, this is why I don't watch Jeopardy. Oh, hold on. It just skipped. Home to these long and toothy critters. Alligators. Absolutely not. There's so many other ways that they could have phrased a question exactly. for that. And that's exactly what they said. It was, And someone did say, like, who are alligators? Like, obviously. But to, to put that, like, that is so insensitive because this case has been going on and on. And it just really got closure not too awfully long ago. Like her family's still processing everything. Like They're they still can't in, catch a break. We have the Lifetime movie yes. and like all of the documentaries, which I yeah. did watch and they were very interesting. It's it's really sad to see, but it's like, really? Like we couldn't have thought of anything. Like you could have said, see you later. Who are alligators? <laughs> 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 what is... <laughs> whatever but anyways so yeah they're like suing because it's I mean it is very very distasteful to do that to to use that and it's like you couldn't think of anything else to say I mean didn't they go to court up until like recently still hashing out stuff between the families oh no I, mean, I think they're just I think they just started oh see between that's the families. what I'm saying yeah, they haven't even had ongoing. closure on this and they're still dealing with it and then they're gonna I don't know it's just a lot it's crazy but anyway they are I think they're suing, I'm pretty sure is what I read, but either which way, like, oh, or no, they're not suing. They want an apology. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the half-ass headlines. <laughs> we need a jingle. We, we okay, need a well, jingle that we can add can to this. Can we record one after this? Yeah. Oh my God. I will just play Love it every time it. we flub a detail. Yes. Sorry, y'all. Um, It'll Brian, be the only thing you hear. Brian Laundry's family wants an apology. So it's <laughs> okay. All right. I really hate myself. I'm so sorry, y'all. I do understand why you say I'm dumb. <laughs> Is it dumb or lazy? I don't no. know. And listen, people are like, you're never prepared. And I'm like, yes, I am. See? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have the article pulled up. <laughs> Can I read? <laughs> no. Okay, either which way. Very sad. Don't no, be like, regardless. come on, y'all. Jeopardy. 
You done fucked up. No, that's stupid. What's his name? Pat Cigar? Pat Seagal? Who's the guy that does it? Pat or Pat? He's dead. <gasps> Pat Sajak? No, Pat Sajak is Wheel of Fortune. Oh, what's the Jeopardy man? I don't, I, I forget. Alec. Baldwin. Al- Alec. Not no. Baldwin. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> Alec, you're right. Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. There you okay. go. And he's dead. Um, Rest in peace. I'm so sorry. Yeah, wow. Let's A while ago, actually. Like, quite some time. Didn't I start this story <laughs> off with, I'm not really a Jeopardy kind of girl because I'm too dumb? It's like the Lord knew the words to give me. He really does give you the right words to say. So there's, now there's, they did like... I feel like for like a year and a half, they had a rotating door of Mm-mm. guest hosts. And then they settled on giving the job to two people instead of one. So it's Maya Bialik, I think is how you say her name. She's a blossom. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah she's really smart. She's like a brain surgeon or something crazy. She's She's got like two PhDs or something like that. Loser. Yeah, she's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> oh no i'm so dumb this whole story should be edited out no it shouldn't it's so good <laughs> listen i don't bring much to the table but when i do it ain't much <laughs> oh my god i'm so sorry y'all uh, yeah. i'm just here i'm just here commentating you're barely the, you're the beauty mm-hmm um, Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's her and then it's somebody else who I think might have won it previously. I don't know. Wow. I could be wrong about that too. Well, it sounds like they just need to wrap it up. I think, wrap it up. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So this really isn't like a, a topic topic, but have you heard about the Idaho murders? No, I, I only heard about it. Some I'm, I have our question box pulled up for what people wanted to talk about and that was in there, but I didn't see it. Okay. So it's completely consumed my for you page on TikTok. That's how I found out about it like oh, okay. right after it happened. So in um Moscow, uh Idaho is where the University of Idaho is. Oh, the two girls and the, it was the four kids? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I have heard about that. Yes, go ahead. Uh, okay. So if you haven't heard about it, these four students were brutally yeah. murdered inside they their were stabbed, house. right? Weren't they stabbed? Yes. Okay. So they're, and they're so tight-lipped. They definitely have more information than they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They said that investigators have said that it is the worst crime that they've ever seen. There was so much blood. It was soaking through the walls and dripping down the outside of the house. What? There's photos. I saw them. Disturbing. So the house has a really strange layout. So mm-hmm. it's technically three floors, okay. but the first floor and I don't know how to describe it without really like drawing a picture. The first floor picture is like lower and completely separate from the other two floors. Like there's nothing actually above the the roof of the first floor. Okay. Because it's on kind of a hill. Okay. So like it would be like as if you had a walkout basement, except mm-hmm. that part of the house didn't extend under the under t- the other two floors. Was it a livable space? Yes. Okay. So there were two people in the house that survived that felt were sleeping through the entire thing. Their rooms were on the first floor and the four students that were murdered, two were on the second floor, two were on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that they're there. They have no weapon, but 
from the, they're suspecting a Rambo style knife, like a huge serrated knife. And they're calling it a crime of passion, which is why I say like, I mean, one knife, like stabbings are quieter murders and they're usually very personal, Mm -hmm. but they're just saying from the, they haven't gone into describing Mm -hmm. the scene Mm -hmm. outside of it being like incredibly gruesome, but they're saying that like, it's a crime of passion based on what they're seeing. So who knows it is. I saw today that it came out that there was two phone calls from the victims before it all like more than two. So there were several calls they're suspecting about an hour before when they're guessing the murders took place to one of the girl's ex-boyfriends. So there were several calls from her and then I guess a couple calls from her roommate to his phone. So at first people were like, oh my God, they were calling for help. They're saying that no, like that wasn't the case. It was probably just, it was 2 a.m. They were drinking. They had just gotten back from the food trucks and they... Probably the one girl was trying to call him. And then when mm-hmm. she he wasn't picking up, the other girl was like, I'll call him, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. At least that's what they're kind of thinking, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But it is it is such a mystery. There's so little information that's getting leaked that it makes me really Which hope means, that well, they have Well, usually when it's like that, I think it's because they don't want the public to know what they've figured out because they're tightening up their story to make some arrests. Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because mm. it is absolutely insane. There's a photo of them. Like, there's a photo of them that is kind of the main photo that's being used yeah. that was taken earlier in the day. Yeah, it's just so, so sad. And people are really coming for the two living roommates. Thinking, Why? Thinking that they had something to do with it or that they knew. And I I'm see like, what you're saying about the house, though. Okay, you yeah. see what I mean? Yes. It's a weird house. It is. So, and a a po- supposedly this was a party house on campus. So the locks were like a code mm-hmm. um, that you type in and lots of people had the code because it was a party house. People, they threw parties all the time and it is just terrifying mm-hmm. that somebody in their orbit, they said there was no sign of forced entry. So it was either somebody that knew the that, code that or- knew the code or that they knew personally. Really, really, really sad. And everybody was killed in their bedrooms. So it wasn't like... And it's like, how does... uh, So, like, did... Was it multiple people then that could, like, keep each person? And, like, how does that happen? That is... It's so sad. It's so sad. I've... So, from what I've read, everything is speculation, of course, because we don't have any information. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like they're thinking one person. Right. How? If they were all God. sleeping, and again, it's it's a quiet, a yeah. quiet murder. So you know, yeah, I don't know, but like, oh God, that's just so sick. I can't Ugh. stop reading details about I know. it. I didn't. I don't know where I thought this I'm took a, place, but I've seen the story obviously. Yeah, but I didn't realize that's what the person. I mean, I'm obsessed about it. The way I was obsessed with the, the Gabby, Gabby, yes, potato case. It's so crazy, and it's so disheartening because these kids like. Same thing with Gabby. Like when you're 20, 21, like your life is supposed to just be starting. Like those are the best Mm -hmm. years of your life. And like you said, the photo that was taken, you know, earlier in the day, like just all of that. And you're like, they had no idea that in a few short hours, I mean, not that you'd want someone to know that, but that is so freaking sad. And And the roommates, they'll never get over that trauma. Do you know that like, 
you're going like, to get a bed every night. Them. Right. Right. <laughs> now, at the end of the day, absolutely. Like, they had likely nothing to do with this. Like, don't come at them unless you have concrete evidence that they need to be ridiculed because they're already dealing with trauma. Can oh. you imagine going to bed every night? No. You probably can't. The trauma of one, knowing that that happened in your house, the guilt of knowing that that was happening, you never woke up, whatever. And people right. are like, how could you sleep through that? But think about it. Think about how many times when you were that age, you came home drunk and passed out, passed out. Or I don't think you necessarily, maybe you had this experience, but like if you're living with roommates and you don't go out for a night and then your roommates come home drunk, you bet your ass I was locking my door because I wanted to be left alone. I didn't want my drunk roommates coming, busting in and jumping all over my bed and like, right, I'm going to lock my door. And Maybe if I have been drinking, I'm going to sleep soundly through the fucking night. Maybe I have a sound machine. Maybe I sleep with earpods. Like there are so many possibilities, sadly, and maybe not sadly, because maybe it saved their life that they didn't wake up. So, well, and if the roommates that were also murdered didn't wake up for each person, how are the people downstairs going to on a totally different floor? Yeah. Oh my God. It is. No, it's very sad. Mm -hmm. It is so very sad. Anyways, if you find out more details, let me know because I'm obsessed. No, that's so sad. I agree. It's mm, what? and obsessed sounds like I'm not taking no, 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 it seriously, no. but it's like mean. I'm just fascinated with the storyline. Like same thing with Gabby Petito. It was so right. heartbreaking, but fascinating. Like fascinating and not not like a yay. This is great. Like it was just you wanted to read about it. You wanted to hear about it. You wanted the justice. You wanted to find out, and you hope to God they don't suffer. You know, you don't want that. I think that was a big thing with Gabby's case. People really wanted to make sure that she didn't suffer, that they truly thought like, hopefully she did get knocked out or something. And then, you know, from there, cause you don't want anyone. I I totally understand. It's wow. It's the plight of the true crime junkie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So we were going to do for, well, first of all, you guys submitted so many, am I the assholes, uh, last week, which I love. We love that. Um, so we're going to circle back to those, you know, corporate speak. We're going to circle back to that. Let's just circle back. Um, but we're going to go through a few of the Anons from this week. Um, yes, we are. And then I have a funny thing to read to you that we just got in on our box. Okay. So our Anon box, we just love these to death. Obviously, we do them every week. Y'all send some actually really good stuff. Some of these juicy stories, if you send it in on, please send us a follow-up because like there's one that I oh, want to talk to you on the show. Some of them that you were posting, like a yeah. few of them, I, like the real life kind of scenarios. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need more information. Okay, so how about we do this? We should do a series of like real life crazy stories or anons because I don't know if some people want to keep it private for privacy purposes I don't know trauma or whatever but I need more information because they're so fascinating but anyways okay so we have a couple different ones that I thought would be fun to like talk about on the show wait I'm gonna interrupt you real quick if you submit something and you want it to be a non but you you need more space you you need more space text us Text the hotline, mm-hmm. 919-867-6776. Yes. And we will, we always, always keep things anon. Promise your name will not be attached. We've we don't never, even see a name with that. We don't. We even, we have protected trust at all costs for everyone to this day. Yep. I love that for us. Anyways. Okay. All right. I thought this one was interesting and it was a little bit more of an elaborate answer. So I was like, let's talk about it on the show. Cause I want to hear your take on it. Okay. Considering your relationship and then mine's different. So here okay. we go. You ready? 
How many years should a couple be together before expecting an engagement? I've been dating my mans for four years, but friends two plus years longer than that. I'm freaking ready and impatient. Okay. So my thought is one, how old are you? Because if you're 24 and you met when you were 18, that's Mm -hmm. a little bit different than if you're 32, because let's be honest, we have a clock on our bodies. So if children are in your future, then yeah, you don't have time to waste. I also think that if somebody, I think that you have to spend four seasons with someone Mm -hmm. in a, in a, a live in situation Mm -hmm. before you can know for sure if they're, if you're marriage compatible. If after four seasons, your man doesn't know that marriage is the ultimate destination for your relationship, and that's like what you both want Mm -hmm. ultimately, but he is not asking you, then like shit or get off the pot. Mm -hmm. But I think age is a big part of it, right? Age and where you are in your career. Like I think that rule doesn't apply if you're under like 27. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that's why, exactly. And that's why it was a long-winded answer because I think there's a lot of things that play into it. And I absolutely agree. I think age is a big part of it. Life experience is a big part yeah. of it. Where you're at. Are you in your career? Are you just getting out of college? Like whatever. Um, because like for Mike and I, like you and Robbie were together for a long time. And so you and I long were time. very opposite on how our relationships have been. So y'all were together, what, 10 years or something? So yeah, we, so we started dating when I And was- nobody was underage. To pump the brakes. Literally. (laughs) So we started dating when I I was just about to turn 22. And we moved in while I was 22. We moved in like six months after we started dating. Okay. And then we didn't get engaged until I was 27, 26. But it had been a few years. It had been several years. And I was definitely ready at that point. But... I, there had been a point in our relationship where like he was ready to get engaged and I wasn't Mm -hmm. because I wanted a wedding more than I wanted a marriage. And Mm so I said, no, like we need more time. Yeah. And then it was very responsible. Thanks. And then the, and then the tables turned. Yeah. The the turns tabled because (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's do this. Like go get a ring. It's time. Yeah. So I don't know that I ever told mine and Mike's story. So we knew each other in high school, like knew of each other, went to the same high school, same group of friends, all of that. Well, I moved to Florida when I was like 23 or 24. I don't even know. And he messaged me within like a couple months on Facebook, uh, like when I moved or whatever. And he was like, hey, like, do you like living in, like, you know, the small talk, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, not interested. Like I moved away to get away, whatever. Well, fast forward like five or six years, six years, I guess at this point, he, we started talking again on Facebook and we always like kept up with each other, like liked each other's stuff. We dated other people, whatever. And well, I mean, he didn't date anybody, you know, he waited for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so he and I started messaging again, like in December or November, I can't remember. But two weeks from that point, I was coming back to North Carolina to be here for like two and a half, three weeks. And that was our first time. So we went on our first date, like December, I think it was like 19th or 20th. I'm pretty sure it was 19th. I moved home like three weeks later and moved in with him. Yeah. And it was like, so you guys moved in together really quick too. We moved, like we barely knew each other 
and we also moved in together. And I also like, I broke my lease in Florida. It was coming up for renewal, but then I was like itching to get out and I knew I wanted to come home. And also like my dad was sick. So that's what I'm saying. Like life happens in right. the way it's supposed to. So my dad was getting sick and like, it was just everything kind of aligned for me to like move home and it worked out very perfectly. So yeah, he drove to Florida, packed up the U-Haul, we drove back and then we got engaged literally one year exactly yeah on the date that we went on our first date and then we got married the following year but like in august so we weren't so even together for mar- two years yeah you guys got married quick see so and then once- we had a kid right away yeah. like it all happened that's a, that's a lot <clears throat> like that yeah no. <laughs> we were so once we got engaged we were engaged for almost two and a half years mm-hmm. So we were engaged a long time. That's what I'm too. saying. You and I had the most opposite yeah. stories. On Ours that. was, but we had lived together so long. Nothing changed by us getting married. Right. It was like I was ready to just kind of like sign the paper because yeah. we were already living well, as y'all a married been together couple. for so long at that point. I mean, what really were you going to find out at that point about each other? That's what I mean. Like, like it, it, the jig was up. So yeah. in response to like her situation specifically. I think that if you're, if it's been four years of dating, Mm -hmm. you're ready for marriage. You know, I think you have to have a really honest conversation Mm -hmm. about it. If you haven't, he should know after four years, if he is unsure as to whether or not he's ready to get married, Mm -hmm. then I think that's the answer. Then that is your answer. And I think that you have a decision then to make. Are you going to be okay? Do you love him enough to say, "I'm, I'm okay spending my life in this mm-hmm. relationship that isn't, this is as far as it's going to go. Right. Or is it time to move on? No, I totally but I think agree with age that. is definitely a big part of that. And you yeah. know where he's at in his career. Right. Is he still in school? Is he, there's just there's a lot so of many factors. Yeah. Variables. But if y'all are both ready and able and you are like in a good place in life, I think that's really what it is. If you're in a good place in life and you are starting your life or you're living your life, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he should know. Like, men, you gotta know. Like, yeah. this is not a newsflash. Like, tell me now, if I were to find myself single mm-hmm. in my mid-30s mm-hmm. and I'm dating a guy for more than a year and he's not ready to propose. If you don't know. Bye. Yeah, I, that's 12. I, you've, got, yes. you've got 12 months. You have one full season with me in a committed relationship, a committed monogamous relationship. You have one full season with me. And if you are not ready to propose... And or and I'm not ready to say yes. Right. Then it's time we move on to the oh, next totally. person because when you get older, you don't have time to mm-hmm. waste like that. And nobody needs to be talking to anyone into getting married. Like at that point, no. Okay, real quick. Remember when we talked to Bouge and she went out with the karaoke dude? Yeah, she's gonna kill me. I'm gonna tell her after I talk about this. So she went out with him a couple uh-huh. more times. Okay. This fool. No. Was married. Okay, listen. You know, he got divorced because he said that he had a little karaoke thing. He was sneaking off and doing karaoke. And I was like, that's weird that his wife would ma- like, care about that. Like, oh, my God, poor guy. Like, oh, he just wants to sing a show tune. Like, I, I know what that's like because same. When I tell you she left here on Saturday and went and met up with him, uh huh. he ignored her the whole time because he was like, hey, I got to go sing a song. Like, what song am I going to do? Went up there. I'm like, bitch, it is in Garner. It ain't Nashville. You're not in Nashville. He kept coming back to the table, fishing for comments. Like, how did I do? Like, how did I sound? Like, get out. Videos were so cringy. I was dying. She left. He didn't even know she left. He texted <gasps> her like 
15, 20 minutes later. And she's like, yeah, you just noticed. He's like, yeah, sorry. When I was like walking, um, these guys started asking about my song. They really want it. Are you kidding me? I'm like, no. She's like, I'm done dating for a while. I was like, absolutely. He was so obsessed with himself and his karaoke. I said, that makes so much sense. That homeboy got a divorce because of karaoke. Can you even? Are you dead? I'm speechless. I told her, I said, when he came back to the table, you should have been like, I mean, you were a little bit off key, but like, it wasn't horrible. Like, she should have screwed with him so badly. Like, Can you even? He ignored her to sing karaoke the whole night. And I got to show you the videos. I have them. <laughs> Oh my she God. was texting me. I thought I was going to die. I said, he was a karaoke kink. <laughs> yeah. I said, he is so self-obsessed with himself and the karaoke is so gross. I was like, what? That is loser energy. I love karaoke as much as anybody. I promise you I do. But to take it that seriously in Garner of all places, in Garner, <laughs> I can't absolutely Ooh, not. Honey. We got to get her on to talk about that. Cause that was salt melts. Lord okay. have mercy. I thought this one was another good one too. Okay. Once you make it as a bib, do you find your friends support or resent you? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think it goes one of two ways. And I think that you'll know where your friendships lie. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, I think if you find like really quick success or not even quick, but just like a lot of success, mm -hmm. the people in your life that are envious, and this is not across the board, right? Because some people get a big following and they turn into a big fucking assholes. Right. We know a few of them. Absolutely. But other people, obviously that's not the case. So Mm -hmm. I think that there's often like envy you know, especially if other people, if your friends are feeling unfulfilled in their lives and then all these wonderful things are happening for you. I do think that they're, they're not mutually exclusive. I think that you can be envious of somebody and still also be happy for them. Of course. But I think some people let one be stronger than another and not Mm -hmm. in a good way. So no, I think I, I agree with that. Like some people, like whenever it's like, are you happy? Are you jealous? Like, you know, people hate a lot. And I think we, we've talked about this on like length or like on at length and at length and at nauseam. Yeah. But what's the other way of at length? Yeah. That, um, we've talked about it a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> and it's like, we, like you said, we've seen other people change when they've gotten success and then we've, we've seen other people not. And it's so mm-hmm. hard because I don't think anyone knows how that's going to be for their life until they're living in it or whatever. And it doesn't even have to be on this big, huge scale. It could be any type of success, really, like whether whether it's your career or bib or whatever it is. And it's like, it's so hard because the older you get, we had a lot of friendship submissions to this particular time about, you know, just friendships falling out and friendships doing this and people not being happy. And it's like, you get to a certain point in your life where if you're not married or you are not having kids or you're not doing what everyone else around you is doing. Sometimes that can trigger like jealousy. But like you said, sometimes you can be a little envious of that, but you're still happy for them. But you also want that for yourself. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. And I don't think feeling, I mean, I think that everybody's like, she's just jealous. I don't think it's, I think it's a very normal human emotion. It to, is, but there's also people that are jealous bitches. Oh, for sure. And, I'm and not saying yes, that's the because case, but I it's feel not like that across the board a bad it's, thing. It's not, it's not. But there are definitely situations where girls get jealous and they get really catty and they talk shit and people find out about it. And it's like, right. that sucks because you can try to bring your friends along the journey, but some friends aren't receptive to it because they're so far up their own ass being mad about whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? It, it's so hard. 
But I mean, I feel like I've never ever, and I've, I've told you this, I've never been unhappy for you. I'm always happy for our success and like what we're doing. And I feel like we play off of each other. And like, if you're doing yes. good, I'm doing good. If the podcast is doing good, then you're doing whatever what's the it is. Saying, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't know. I think like if it's good for you, it's good for yeah, me. Of course. Or it's, if it's good for me, it's good for like us. You are who you know. surround yourself with. And we're freaking superstars, bitch. <laughs> no I don't know it's hard but we did get a lot of girlfriends we need to start making the anon boxes specific to certain things sometimes like girlfriend problems like your girls that are friends problems also, or what? text in yes text in it's people, fine it's anonymous people love the anon box which is so crazy because some stuff doesn't need to be anon like there's some things that I'm like oh I really wish I knew who said that like it's I know. so nice or like whatever you know it's like people are like love you girls so much I'm like damn that don't have to be anonymous you can let us know in the box because it makes it look like it's us <laughs> it is not us but I kind of wish I knew um and then I think that's kind of it um okay so what I was gonna read you is um a update on something you said oh okay Oh boy. So we got a DM. It's actually funny. And it says, LMAO, y'all are wild. I'm catching up on episodes now. Spencer, Elon Musk does not live in a two bedroom house. He lives in a gigantic spaceship themed house. <laughs> Love your positive perspective no, though. I swear. <laughs> no, hold on. Oh my God. I know I, I read that somewhere. It's probably his guest house. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, now I'm mad. I'm just glad you got something wrong. Oh my god. I can't wait. Hold on. Okay. He actually has a lot of homes. (laughs) (laughs) There's a rumor going on. No, hold on. About Elon Musk. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. When was this written? When? <laughs> you shut your mouth. Hey, listen, the way that I debacle that Jeopardy earlier, what is Spencer getting something wrong, Alex? Or whoever, sorry. Rest in peace. Uh okay, wait. What? In May, Elon Musk, the billionaire Tesla and SpaceX CEO, <laughs> now Twitter, tweeted that he would be selling almost all physical possessions, will own no house. A few days later, he listed four stunning mansions in Los Angeles for a for sale for a total of $137 million. Elon Musk's house portfolio holds Gene Wilder's former home, a $30 million mansion in LA and a historic 100 year old mansion in the San Francisco peninsula. Um, so let me see. At one point, Musk owned several properties across the greater LA area, collectively worth a whopping $70 million. Blah, blah, blah. He sold his houses. We gonna fo- we gonna follow up on this one. Spencer is not letting this go, so we'll we'll post a follow up stories. I just love that. That made me real happy to read it because you are perfect at all your news articles. Bitch. <laughs> no, I. I mean, listen. If I'm wrong, I'm we, wrong. We'll eat crow. I eat a lot of crow. Give me some salt I mean, and pepper at this point. Same. <laughs> Elon Musk. What I say? It was like a two, two bedroom, two bedroom, two bedroom, house. two bath down the road. Is his yard fence just a, just a humble house? Yeah, chain link. <laughs> oh, you're really sprung for the metals? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's fancy. He fancy. Elon Musk uses fifty thousand dollars box of tiny. <laughs> <laughs> this is unfolding. So well. 
Well, either which way. We yeah. Can. Okay. Here okay. we go. Okay. Well. August 7th. Okay. Elon Musk says he lives in this $45,000 very small house. The home is within walking distance of his SpaceX facility. Tesla and SpaceX mogul Elon Musk. So he Musk- has a whole ass spaceship? Yeah. Also? SpaceX. What is that? A spaceship? Yeah. It's like his. I know he goes to space and stuff, like super cash. Like just gonna take a suit. Like when cash. people are like, "Men are from Mars." He's like, "Actually, bitch, I was just on the moon." Does he ever land? Like when people go in space, do they just go up there and float around and yeah. then come back? Yeah. Why would you do that? That's like stupid. Uh, to see it, but like, no, my anxiety could never. No. First of all, I can't even think about outer space without having a full-on panic attack. So same. When I think about space. The infinity, like Buzz Lightyear said it best, infinity and beyond. Like, think about infinity. It just doesn't end. Like, what Literally if your spaceship end. just decided it didn't want to come back down? Like, you just went and, like, how do you, how how does that work? And this is where my existential, like, difficulty with, like, God and space and no, it's just so don't confusing go down that path. I'm not but I but this is but that's why it's like yeah, so you a bible for Christmas. For <laughs> you probably should cuz she is unholy. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into this. Okay. Tesla and SpaceX mogul Elon Musk is currently ranked as the world's richest man and you don't get there by without having quite a portfolio. But this week he claimed that his main home isn't part of it and is actually a very small property that costs less than $50,000. So he is estimated to have a net worth of $268 billion. Billion. With a billion. And said on the Full Send podcast, podcasters making news. Wait, is he, he does podcast interviews. Let's get him on. We should. All right. We'll ask him what he thinks about Elon, have your people call our people. (laughs) So he said on the Full Send podcast that his primary residence is a three, you know what? My mistake. I said two bedroom, but it is in three fact bedroom. three bedroom. Spencer, see? he's in a mansion. Every square footage counts. Yeah. Uh, three bedroom resident. Wait, hold on. I can read. His primary residence is a three bedroom house in Boca Chica, Texas, which he purchased for its proximity to SpaceX headquarters. It cost like 45000 or something, Musk said on the podcast. It's very <laughs> small. The home is within walking distance of the facility where SpaceX is working on building a giant rocket. Friends of mine come and they can't believe I'm staying in this house said Musk, of the 800 to 900 square foot home. Originally... That's some small ass bedrooms. Originally a two bedroom home (laughs) that expanded into three when Musk converted the garage into another bedroom. Look at him. Which is also where he said his mother stays. Um, I'm just repeating that from memory from the last time I reported on this. I love that he lives at home (laughs) with his mom. (laughs) Um, It's just when she visits. He said he's trying to change the name of the street that the house sits on from Weems Street to Meme Street. He would. Yeah, he would. Uh, he also he added that he also owns a tiny home in the same town, which he uses as a guest house. That structure, a boxable, cost about $50,000. The model, called Casita, is touted by the company as being 375 square feet with eight foot tall windows, blah, 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 blah. So... He sold off his homes and now he has a three bedroom house. And I'm just saying, I would like the receipts if I'm wrong. <laughs> we want to see these, how this went down. So he has no more house besides that. That's it. I will do further research, but he has allegedly listed all of his okay, homes. Okay, well, please post it to stories with the back screenshot of the thing. Okay, well, we stand corrected. I was excited, but there you go with your <laughs> fact checking. 
Wow. Fact checking is overrated. Overrated. Listen, I'll be, if I'm going to be wrong, I want to be wrong. You know? You were right. I'll admit it. You admit it. But I do love that somebody messaged that. That is so <laughs> funny. I Call me out anytime. I say a lot of wrong shit that nobody calls me out on. I say a lot of wrong shit that everyone always calls me out on. <laughs> Where's the justice? <laughs> oh, man. Wow, what a doozy of an episode, guys. What a doozy. Mm. It was a long one. It was. You're welcome. Y'all deserve we, it, though. Yeah, we Y'all owed him a, cup, a long episode. We're going to kick back up our <sighs> WWUs this week, too, for our patrons. Like, sorry we've slacked. We know. Although, if you did not listen yet to the Love is Blind recap, um, you should. Cause we you got, definitely should. It was pretty good, I think. We did got, you listen to it? Well, when I was editing, I listened to it a little oh, bit. Yeah, okay. We were pretty fired up. We were fired up because that was a roller coaster. So if y'all want to hear that, head on over to Patreon. Sure was. So yeah, Patreon, if you don't know, it's a way to support this show that we make for you for free every week because we love you so much. Um, sometimes they come out on Tuesday and sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there are also bonus episodes when you subscribe at the Miller's tier. So to join Patreon, that's where all the like our good shit is, you know, we'll get into some juicy details there mm-hmm. that we can't say on the show. Love a paywall. We love a paywall. It's a little bit of protection. Patreon.com slash swiping up. Um, subscribe YouTube, subscribe iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave us some words of affirmation, text or call into the hotline 919-867-6776. And if you're looking for last minute Christmas gifts, uncommongoods.com slash swiping up for 15% off, you won't regret it. Thanks for the show, guys. Okay. Love y'all. Love you. Bye. Bye.